to the Disney Challenge Podcast, the news, reviews, opinions, all things Disney and geeky podcast with a warped sense of humor. My name's Dave. And I'm Johanna. Well, we have got a interesting show for you guys today. I think so. When I say interesting, it's definitely interesting to us. <laughs> um, we're going to talk today about something that is near and dear to us. And for those of you who are tuning in to the Disney Challenge Podcast, who are wondering... Why did we name it the Disney Challenge podcast? Because we haven't been doing a lot of quizzes and anything. The Disney Challenge actually is our signature event that we do now twice a year at mm-hmm. Disneyland. And uh, we haven't really talked much about it other than placed a few commercials and talked a little bit about how you can register. And uh, I would assume that most people listening right now in early 2018 are, are players and the, as we call it, our Disney Challenge family. But a lot of people don't know what it is. If maybe if you're tuning into this way later, because you know I listen to podcasts way after they start, you know they start. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to kind of give you guys, uh, you know, the, the secret origin story of the Disney Challenge, and we're going to talk about it. That's going to be our main show topic today. Yeah, it should be cool. We're getting excited. We are just. Um, what is it? Four weeks? Five weeks away? Oh my gosh! Really? It's it's coming soon. The, this podcast is going to drop uh, Sunday, May thirteenth. So that gives us one, two, three. That gives us four weeks exactly until Holy the Disney cow. Challenge two thousand eighteen. So it's time to start getting excited. We've had teams start registering, and we're ready to play. But before we get into our main show topic today, Johanna has got some Disney news because there are some interesting. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm going to use that word to death today. <laughs> there are some really weird things going on around Disney. Talk to us about Disney news, Johanna. Okay, well, uh, this is being filmed on May 12th, a Saturday, but yesterday, May 11th, Friday, over at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando, they have a parade, uh, and this particular one was the 3 o'clock parade, and they have one of the floats. What time is the 3 o'clock parade? Exactly. <laughs> and one of the floats features Maleficent, the dragon from Sleeping Beauty, and she spits out fire because that's what dragons do. That is. And... The dragon caught on fire. Oh, my God. (laughs) The dragon on fire. Isn't that ironic? (laughs) Well, it spits fire, so it would reason that it could probably catch on fire. I mean, I've seen videos online, and what's funny about it was that the float was still working. So uh, Maleficent is still weaving it, you know, bobbing her head. (laughs) It was pretty much majority of it was, like, around the neck area. And so they did, you know, they did extinguish it out. Uh, After that, the dragon looked a little droopy and sad. I would, too, if I were on fire. I'm guessing the video you saw was not sanctioned by Disney. That was one of a thousand people in the parade route with their cell phone cameras. I'm sure if you typed in Magic Kingdom, Maleficent Fire, you'll find a lot (laughs) of websites. Right now, you probably don't even have to type in that. Exactly. So that was quite a spectacle. And who knows how long uh, that dragon will probably be out of commission. I'm going to assume that won't be in today, 3 o'clock. Yeah, hopefully it won't be like Murphy out at at California Disneyland. Oh, Murphy. And uh, Fantasmic. Well, let's jump back to California. All right. And over at Disneyland and California Adventure, they are going to be doing the AP Churro Challenge. Mm, you know, mess and food. Wait, we love did, did, food. Did, did we not invent this? <laughs> I feel like, like, darn it, we should have wrote this up. Uh, it starts May 14th through June 8th, and it's in celebration of Pixar Fest, which goes on, you know, that goes on until September. Mm-hmm. So what uh, AP's annual pass holders can do is that they can purchase a $5 event map, map blah, 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 in the event map. That works. <laughs> in the event map, at there are four specialty churro cards, and these are the cards that feature Pixar-themed churros. Uh, the Coco Churro over at Frontierland Churro Cart, Kevin's Churro at the Town Square Churro Cart on Main Street, the Presto Rabbit Churro Cart, which is at New Orleans Square, and then the Ants on the Log Churro, 
at Bugland. And so what happens is you take this map, you go to one of the churro carts. Churros are not included. You still have to pay for them. And then you show them the map. They give you a sticker. And then once you complete the four churro cart challenge, you can go to the AP corner over at Paradise Garden, show them your map, and they give you some sort of special commemorative surprise. Which so wait, oh wait, you you gotta you gotta pay for a map. Yes. And then you got to pay for churros. Yes. They're not included. But you get something cool. <laughs> then you get an AP. And, and this is only for annual pass holders. Yes. Okay. So All it's right. one map per AP. Do you get a discount on the map for being an <laughs> annual pass holder? So it's not really $5, but it's only available to annual pass holders. Anyway. You know, in the course, you know, you've got to be an AP. So hopefully it's not, you know, you're going on a blockout date. Now, I'm going to go ahead and assume you don't have to eat all four churros in one day. <laughs> you can bring back the map. You can bring back the map because as, as we learned a long time ago in the Disney Challenge, a man can only eat so many churros right. in a day. Well, We're going to be talking about that. We've already tried three out of the four churros. We have. We didn't try the one in Bugs Land. Ants on a log churro just does not sound appetizing well, to me. The chocolate and donut icing, but I think by the okay, time we mind. hit that, does that sound good. we were so full and so oversweet things. So, but I'll try it next time we go. Sure. Yeah. Hey, why why not? not? So we can mentally say we did the churro challenge. And just because we're weird like that, we'll probably pay the $5 for the map. <laughs> oh, I'm curious what the surprise is. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty much paying for this commemorative surprise and stickers. Well, it kind of reminds me um, of the of the Easter egg challenge mm-hmm. they did a couple of years ago where you paid for a map and then you had to go find Easter eggs hidden throughout Disneyland. And but you didn't have to pay to like buy the Easter eggs. You didn't eggs. have to buy the... Yeah. That's true. That's Once true. you bought the map, you bought the map purchase then, was done. Yeah. And then you got like a cool little surprise uh, Disney character. Easter egg. That was kind of cool. So mm-hmm. why not? <laughs> why Disney not? knows how to get more money out of they're you. Not, they're not making enough these days. You know, culinary, you know, funness. <laughs> culinary funness. I like that. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Well, in celebration of the courts of Avengers Infinity War, once again, Disney knowing how to take your money. Too soon. <laughs> they released an Infinity Gauntlet Sipper Cup. Now, I've seen pictures of this, and it's an entire glove that you can put on your hands. Uh-huh. It has a hole in it. I'm assuming the soda part in the main part where your hand goes in, and you can walk around sipping from this. And uh, spoiler alert, you can pretend you're making everybody go away. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if, if if it was possible to snap your fingers and half of the Disney population would right? uh, would disappear on any one given day, I would pay an arm and a leg for that. <laughs> well, no pun intended. You only have to pay $20. Uh, well, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you get a bottle of soda. They're probably very smart not to pour the soda in the glove, because I've already heard jokes about people, they'll forget they have soda in the glove, start moving their glove, and oh, soda on the floor. <laughs> I can definitely see. What time is it? Uh, oh, man. So, <laughs> Thanos angry. I, I think the majority of people are just going to buy it just to say they have a gauntlet, not because they want, ooh, a $20 soda. Yeah, a $20 Infinity Gauntlet is, uh, is kind of the way to go. And the yeah. fact that it has a straw sticking out of it just makes it <laughs> that much cooler. And this is being sold over at California Adventure. And it's sold in Hollywood sense. Land. I've seen pictures at that food truck um, that's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, over there, kind of in between bathrooms and the Monsters Ride. Yep, the taco truck. Exactly. And I'm, I'm, pretty much it says it's just sold near Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout attraction. So there might be maybe a beverage cart. Or Man, something along the way that sells would make them. make a lot of sense. And I don't know how long this is going to be in stock because I've already seen Probably already long lines, kind of like the popcorn yeah. buckets. <laughs> so I did check today on Facebook just to see if anybody has mentioned, oh, they're already sold out. And so far, so good. Oh, well, hey, cool. So as of today, Saturday, 
you can buy yeah, a gauntlet. We yeah, we don't have another trip scheduled until toward the end of the month. So you really want one of these? I, <laughs> I could definitely see giving it away as a prize. So oh, true. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> all right. Well, that's Disney news. Thank you, Johanna, for mm-hmm. for researching and finding all that and <laughs> making it definitely interesting. Um, so uh, our, our main show topic today is is the Disney Challenge itself. So for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, you just tuned in because you saw ooh another Disney podcast is up because they're aren't enough of those. Right. Um, we have a signature event and the Disney challenge, just like our tagline for the podcast, the Disney challenge is a strategic team scavenger hunt trivia style event with a warped sense of humor. That seems Whoa. to be an ongoing theme for us. Um, taking it directly off the website, it's a cross between a car rally on foot and an insane written Disney midterm, all taking place, of course, at the happiest place on earth. It's a contest that will challenge your knowledge of Disney lore, your observation skills, your wit, your luck, and above all, your ability to work together as a team. The contest will not necessarily be won by the biggest Disney buffs, but the team that uses the best strategy and works best together. Ultimately, we design this as a team-building competition, and uh, we, we stress teams. However, um, it, it stated heavily to – it emphasizes that we, we try to give less rules than most scavenger hunts. Mm-hmm. So that you do strategize and 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 formulate strategies as a team, mm-hmm. and that's 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 in a nutshell what the Disney Challenge is. Uh, very simply, how it's played is teams of three, four, or five register between the opening and closing of registration. Uh, registration always closes the Friday two weeks before the Disney Challenge weekend. Um, teams are sent uh, a packet of rules via email, or at least the team captain is who registered the team. Each team is given a challenge packet with everything they need to play the day of the challenge, uh, the morning of the challenge after we do our opening announcements. And inside that challenge packet, aside from maybe a couple of other things, is the main challenge game sheet, which is 100 questions ranging in point value from 1 to 5, for the most part, right. <laughs> as we've learned. Um, and the object of the Disney Challenge is to earn the most total points within the time limit. And most total points is regular and secret bonus points. Oh, the secret bonus yes. points. And, and the secret <laughs> bonus points we talk a lot about, but we never tell you exactly what they are. They're things that you earn for doing things very specifically. Yeah, we're definitely detailed-oriented yes, when for it comes sure. to that. <laughs> for sure. And so uh, th- th- there's absolutely no way possible to finish all 100 questions. We do that by design. On purpose, yes. Unlike most of the other challenges and, and scavenger hunts out there, it's not about completion. It's about just earning the most points. Well, that's part of the strategy because, as you said, one being really easy and five being sometimes five, sometimes something else, yeah. five being the most difficult. So it's really up to the team whether or not they want to go for all the easy ones and go for quantity or they want to go for the five-point questions and go for quality. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly how we designed it. And so that's that's pretty much it. Um, all of the answers can be found within uh, what we call the designated playing area. Well, that's what I love um, about our challenge versus some of the other challenges out there is that all the questions can be answered yeah. in park. You don't have to know a thing about Disney mm-hmm. to come in and do really well on the Disney Challenge. In fact, one of our event crew members, uh, he competed one year. He has never – well, he rarely goes to Disneyland. He wasn't even a fan of Disney. 
but he just liked competitions and their, their team came in second. Which <laughs> so team bought this? That was, uh, that was JT way, 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 way back oh, when my the, the year he competed, he just I said, well, I like competitions and they did extremely well. And now he's a crew member. And now he's a crew member. He's detail oriented. Mm-hmm. He writes up all of our, uh, score sheets and he does our, our proofreading and editing. Um, so, so I, I, a couple of years ago I was interviewed. This is so surreal to me. I was interviewed for a, a web uh, show by, uh, someone who has competed, Kimmy Ann. If you're out there listening, hi, Kimmy Ann. I hope you're loving it out there in Colorado. (laughs) Missing Disneyland, I'm sure. But she's competed in many, many a Disney challenge and many other scavenger hunts as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was writing an article for a webpage that she does, and she said, can I interview you? I was like, Like, never been interviewed about the Disney challenge before, and she asked some really interesting questions. So I remember from that interview, uh, pretty much I was giving her a brief history of the Disney challenge, and it actually goes back farther than than Most you would people think. Would think yes. Yeah, um, the Disney Challenge actually goes back to a movie that was released in 1980. Oh, we are just establishing how old we are. Exactly. Oh, I don't think man. I saw it on opening, but I definitely <laughs> caught it on cable. And the the movie is called Midnight Madness. Great film. Oh, I this was love still this movie. With, with Michael J. Fox, we just known as My, Michael Fox. Uh, it, he was Michael J. Fox in the credits, but this is actually I, I think he was. I think he did show up as Michael Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was his feature film debut. Mm-hmm. He had done a couple TV shows and, 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 and a TV movie, but this was his feature film debut. Here's something I just learned. I didn't even know this, and it was kind of by design. This was actually released by Walt Disney Pictures. Oh, so we kept it all Disney. It is all Disney. It does, it does all kind of. It wasn't outwardly credited to them so that they could convince, back in the 80s, they can convince more teens to go see it by not actually putting the Disney logo oh, on it. Oh, because it's a kid-friendly... It was not no. kid friendly. It was a teen. It well, was that's a PG they related. Aver- they yes. wanted to make sure that yes, it was like exactly. five year old, six year old. Exactly. In fact, it was only their second PG film that Disney had ever released. Black Hole, of course, being the first. Um, Paul Rubens does a cameo Pee-wee. in this movie. Um, so, if if you've never seen Midnight Madness, it believe me, it's dated, but it holds up it's well. Fun. It is a really fun yeah. movie if you like just goofy teen adventures. Kind of the predecessor to all those movies like uh, American pie and all that kind of stuff it, mm-hmm. it definitely is that is that kind of it's like somewhere between greece and american pie let's let's Ooh, just say that <laughs> so since we were watching greece too this morning hey um, don't knock the film michelle <laughs> pfeiffer rocks oh man anyway i could start singing that now <laughs> um but basically watching this movie as a kid it made me want to do something like that and uh later on as, as we got involved in in the youth group that we were involved in i really wanted to do something like that. i wanted to host the great all-nighter that was my big uh idea. Um, that of course never came to fruition because getting clues hidden all over a city could that, be really tough. It's a very difficult scavenger yeah. hunt. I definitely, yeah. to me, that movie was awesome, but unrealistic in terms of you have to get these businesses involved yep. all across the city. I mean, great idea. I just could not even imagine how you would actually execute right. it. And and I've been involved in car rallies before. They're never as epic. Right. <laughs> so, um, but late in the 90s, uh, Johanna, you and I were at Disneyland mm-hmm. one day, one of many, and we ran into a couple doing what could only be described as a very small Scavenger hunt. I think it was one page. It was one page. And it was basically, they came up to us and they asked us, um, hey, do you know where, and I think it was one of the like, you know, Fortune Red or, or Shrunken Ned or one of the... One of those uh, things that you put money in and get and get a fortune card. They were asking us where it was, and they were standing around the Penny Arcade or the Crystal Arcade. And we, you know, Johanna was like, 
what are you doing? Well, me being nosy. <laughs> yeah. And, and they showed us this thing. They said, well, it's our first time ever coming to Disneyland. And so our friends who go all the time put together this little, you know, scavenger hunt for us to go around the park so we would see things that we normally wouldn't get a chance exactly. to see and, and check out some of the amazing details. And that light bulb went off in your head. Kind of like Maleficent on fire. <laughs> kind of like Maleficent on fire. Wow, good callback. Too soon? Yeah, very <laughs> immediate, actually. Um, you turned to me and said, wouldn't this be so cool to do for our youth group? Mm-hmm. And and so that was that was basically it. At, at that point, everything clicked. Um, and now when was this again? Because this, I forgot. It was it was late nineties. That, that's okay. a, that's as best as I can describe because I remember that it was I it was before um, we got engaged. Uh, I, I do know that. <laughs> so, um, so there was one other trip to Disneyland. I, I'm I'm thinking it's the time we went for your brother's birthday. Well, it was just my brother, my uncle, and my mom. Yeah, and yeah. and you and I went along, and I brought that infamous green notebook with me. Oh, that green notebook! And you and I started going around the park. Writing questions down because exactly. we had this idea for this Disney scavenger hunt that we were going to do for our youth group. Um, it was probably though a couple of years at least before we actually debuted it. Um, in 2001, the Disney Challenge in its infancy, it was actually called the Old West Disney Challenge because the name of our chapter was Old West and it was themed around them. Uh, it, it made its debut in September of 2001 with five teams. I can't believe it. <laughs> we, I'm staring at the picture right now. It's right behind you of, of those five teams and all of us. Nobody was in matching T-shirts, not even the crew. We were just a crazy ragtag bunch of people running around the park. Um, yes, that was actually from 2000. Johanna's pointing at another T-shirt. In 2002, we repeated it, and we played it again in September with seven teams entering. I always remember seven teams entered, six teams finished. One team, <laughs> one team dropped out. They were like, nope. It was just happened to be played on the hottest day of the year. Right. And that was the last time we ever did it in September, actually. Well, that will go into one of the questions. It is, yeah. I thought, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I, I, was, I was looking back at the original crew, and I don't remember how many of us were there on the first challenge as opposed to the second, but our original crew was, was you. It was me and mm-hmm. it was Tony. Uh, mm-hmm. We were there from the beginning. Actually, Melissa was there from the beginning. She yes. she left the crew for a while. She competed one year and then she she came back. Now she's back on the crew. Well, wasn't she at the time our connection to buying some of the? She cool was because she, she worked for Disney. She was we cast called member. Yes, yes, we called her our 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 our, our inside uh, our inside secret there, um, our secret weapon. Uh, Rick, of course, uh, nobody will forget Rick being a part of that. All that uh, second year, he regretted his <laughs> he question. Sure did uh, Tony's wife Jenny? And our good friend Moose, who, Moose, 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 Moose. We have a lot of fun stories about Moose. Um, in 2009, uh, it, anyway. So that, that was 2002. It, it took a hiatus for a number of years. We weren't able to do it in 2003. Well, part of it, didn't we move to we, Las Vegas? We moved to Las Made Vegas. It very difficult. We were. Tr- I, I remember sitting in a cafe at Borders up in Summerlin in Vegas, writing the Disney Challenge for 2004, but it just never came to fruition, and so it just kind of went by the wayside. With this thought in my head of one day we'll bring it back. Yes. And then this interesting thing came along called social media. And MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> and, and once again, establishing how, how old, old we, we are. are. Yeah. <laughs> 2009, uh, we said, you know what? Let's bring back the Disney Challenge. We changed the name slightly. We called it just the Disney Challenge. And we opened it up to the public for the first time. Oh, that was like revolutionary. It was amazing. Yes. We got nine teams to play. 
a couple of the old teams, or at least one of the old teams from the original Disney Challenge came back. We added a few crew members from our original challenge, but all of a sudden it was off and running, and now it's going to be an annual thing. Um, every year, up, up until last year, actually, we have had more teams register and play than the year before. I love the growth. It, it has. It's gone from nine, to, well, it's gone from five teams back in 2001, nine teams in 2009, our last, uh, the, the biggest one we've ever did, I think we had 29 teams register. Really? Uh, we've been averaging somewhere between 26 and 28 mm-hmm. um, for every challenge, except for our minis, which are, which are a little bit smaller. Um, but it has just been, it's been this amazing growth. In 2013, we debuted Disney California Adventure Edition. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a real shell shock for a lot of people, including the crew who had to go and write questions for an entirely new park. That was, I remember that day, another really warm day in June. Um, and then in 2015, we debuted the mini Disney Ooh, Challenge. Love this one. In Downtown Disney. Yes. Uh, downtown Disney Challenge is interesting because you don't actually have to pay for a park admission. It's, well, it's that's great for the teams that maybe haven't competed before and they want to kind of get a small glance yep. of what it's like. Break in or slowly. for those teams who don't want to pay for a ticket because, let's be honest, when you're running around doing doing a scavenger hunt, you're not really getting time. Oh, I'm going to go on this ride. Oh, let's grab a bite to eat. I want to go shopping. You are running around like a chicken with your head cut off. And so the idea of paying for a hundred plus dollar ticket and spending the majority of it running around, I don't know if you're going to get your money. Yeah. The Disney challenge is, is really something that's designed for pass holders, people Mm -hmm. who go all the time, not necessarily because they got to know a lot. It's just, we don't want to waste one of their days and a lot of their money. Now, maybe if you're going for an extended trip and getting a park hopper for multiple days, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. Definitely. Get all your Disney stuff out of the way before the challenge. You're going to be exhausted after the challenge. You can research. You can. And we've had teams do that before. Well, they'll go the day before, and they maybe might also (laughs) go with an old challenge because we do post the challenges on our website, and they start trying to figure out what's in their heads. What are they thinking? What is this warped sense of humor that they (laughs) talk about? Um, I I love the mini Disney challenge, too, because honestly, we just did it as a way to get together with our friends again. Mm Because after so many years, we start seeing the same teams, the same people. These people have become our friends. They're our ohana. Uh, They really are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and, I mean, really, they're they're family. I mean, think about it. Rick and Lindsay, these are two of our close friends. I, 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 I officiated their, their wedding. wedding. <laughs> when they asked that, I was like, oh my gosh. It, it's, it, it's been amazing, the friends that we've made and the friends that we've kept and, and people that we run into at other scavenger hunts that we do. And, and just seeing their lives change. I mean, we've had multiple couples have children. Get married. Get married. And now we're starting to see some of these children out our scavenger hunts. Yep. Yep. It was really cool. Like, I knew you when dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Ariel always tackling you at the, uh, the award ceremony. I love her. <laughs> well, then there's Rosie, the, the event, our new event crew member. <laughs> our, our event crew member in training, Rosie. Yeah, tickle, yep. tickle, tickle. Yep. No, don't even start. <laughs> so that, that's kind of basically the, the history of the challenge. Um, what's a little more interesting, though, than just the dry history is, is how it's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally written with our youth group in mind. And so in, in 2009, we eliminated any references toward uh, the youth group and basically shortened the name, as I said, to the Disney Challenge. Um, we had the categories uh, action, complete the phrase, picture this. 
uh, secret bonus points were in there, and of course the the finish line puzzle of, of some sort. That was all original and moved over. Uh, we added the photo challenge uh, in 2002. Actually, though, it was just called What a Waste. Um, well, it was based around the trash cans the of the trash park. cans, and and, and, and yes, the, they are all different. If yeah. you haven't looked, yeah, we we did a we did a photo challenge of the different trash cans and the different. You had to write down what land it was in, and and theming that up to the prize that we gave away at the end of the day. Here's one that'll take you back. We gave out these little pins that we found that were the trash cans of Disneyland. Little did we know those pins would become the most valuable set of pins around. I didn't think to buy. We should have looked on eBay just to see if there anyone still selling them and what the value was. Well, a, a while back, I mean, it, it was it was hundreds of dollars if you had the whole set. And I mean, we didn't keep a set for ourselves. We didn't keep a set. I did. Uh, I did have one pin left over. It's still in my pin book. I have been offered like an extraordinary amount of other pins for it. So maybe one day we'll actually complete that. Um, Bucket list goals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let me see. So, oh, Tony's first fire hydrant question made an appearance in 2002. The dreaded um, fire hydrant. The dreaded freaking fire hydrant. It was not marked as such. It was named Tony's freaking fire hydrant question in 2009. Um, actually, it's funny. I was writing down how that question has evolved and how we've messed with teams. Um, in, in 2009, we wrote down... Uh, uh, no, I, th- I think it was the following year. We said, you screamed no more, and we ignored you. <laughs> and it was the first question on the challenge. Well, the hydrant question, in case you haven't noticed, is that all the fire hydrants have a number. Well, most of them until they get painted over. But exactly. Yeah. And I think that was what the questions were about. Was Yeah, it was to... just, where is fire hydrant 47? Exactly. And you have no idea, and you got to figure it out. And there wasn't really a rhyme or reason. Um, we messed with people the following year by changing it to the fire extinguisher It question. never ends. <laughs> it was like, okay, no more fire hydrants. How about a fire extinguisher? Those are even tougher because they've got, you know, several things. Um, we, we put it as question 99 saying, you thought we forgot. Um, the first year when we did the, the California adventure, we said new park, old category. <laughs> and then, and, and then we, and just, then you heard the team like, come back, go that darn yeah. question. Are you kidding me? Oh, you heard them as soon as they opened it. Cause it was question two. <laughs> <laughs> um, we added a, a, the, the fire extinguisher that year as well. So now it had two of them on there. Um, I remember on one, we said, don't worry, this one's a lot easier. It was a four point question. And then we added a really, really difficult five point fire extinguisher question later. Um, and then of course it all culminated in, in 2017. Uh, Tony said he was going to retire the fire hydrant questions. Of course, we've, we've just been messing around with everybody ever since, but we did a photo challenge that was all fire hydrants. <laughs> I'll never forget uh, Gia from uh, Quest Central had uh, uh, tweeted or written on Facebook like, um, good luck to all the teams playing the Disney challenge today. Hope you find the fire hydrant because she just <laughs> knew there would be one. And we responded, hydrants, plural. <laughs> so. Now, you know what also debuted in 2002, Johanna? Johanna's nastiest question of the year. Now, why we say it's based on one to five points for the most part is because there was always, well, since 2002, there was always a six point question thrown in just for fun. That was one that Johanna would write every year. Well, in general, anytime we go and gather questions or we come up with challenges, I can't do the one, the four point question. I always (laughs) tend to do five to six. I'm mean. She really gets into these. Uh, Do you remember what the first ever Johanna's nastiest question was? No, but unfortunately, my one of my favorites would have to be the second year. Uh huh. Uh Yes. 
And but, usually uh, what happens is we'll just be walking around the park. I'll see something go, that's my question. Yeah, well, And usually people will look at me going, are you freaking nuts? That's exactly what we did. We were playing the Frontierland Shootin' Arcade. And we hit one of the things where the tombstone pops up. And on the front of the tombstone, it said, Ruthless Billy Jack jumped six claims. On, and then we asked, on what date did he get them back? And that's it. And that was it. That was the question. So mm-hmm. you had to figure out who Ruthless Billy Jack was. If you knew he was at the Frontierland Shooting Arcade, you had to actually pay money, shoot the gun, hit the target, and wait for it to, to, to pop up to get the answer. Well, usually I find most of my hardest questions. Um, By people know, well, <laughs> People are like, I know where it is. But it's the getting. Sometimes. Yes. And that's what happened in 2009. That was probably your, your favorite. Uh, what, what, what is the total score of the blue darts on the dartboard in Winky's Pub? And most people <laughs> knew that Winky's Pub, oh, Mr. Toad's Wild yeah. Ride. But then they didn't realize as you're going on the ride how hard it is to get that question. You whip past that dartboard so fast. And for you to be able to figure it out, I, the reason why that one was so incredibly difficult was because it took us... I'm going to say we wrote that question probably about like, like when we originally started writing questions and it took us that long just to confirm it. I mean, and for us, we were bringing, was it cameras, <laughs> cameras, had, video cameras, flashlights, and all four of us on the ride would be like, okay, you look for this, you yeah. look for this. And just every time it's like, uh, we all got different scores. <laughs> oh no, go back on again. And, and, and we, we had to simplify it just by saying the blue darts. Cause originally it was just going to be, what was the score? But we forgot, oh my gosh, there's red and blue darts. Some of them are on the target. Some of them are not. And of course it's a 2d painting. It's, it's just basically painted on the wall. So when you see a dart, is it really on that target? So we had to zoom in the photos. Uh, you know, we, we have no rules that say you can't bring cameras and zoom in and do all this stuff, but it really took us a well, lot. Do you remember if anybody got that one? No one got, no one got that question until 2014. No one ever got the, the Johanna's hardest question. And that's one of the reasons why I retired it at that point. When <laughs> somebody got it, figuring out, I'm like, that's it. Yep. I'm done. Let's end on a good note. Yeah. Well, tell us about the bet that someone made you. Cause they were so sure they were going to get it. Oh my goodness. It was so funny. My friend, Stephanie, who I had actually met while working at the Disney store. Yep. Irony. Uh, I believe that was her first year competing, and she was so confident because she knew that question. Oh, she knew Disney up and Disney. down. She's like, I'm going to get your does. question right. And I'm like, you are not going to get my question. <laughs> oh, I'm going to definitely get it. So we had placed the bet. And uh, the wager was a ticker tail, which are yummy if you've mm-hmm. never had one. Marshmallow goodness. And the person who lost would have to buy the ticker tail and present it to the winner. <laughs> and so definitely I won. Yay. And it was a great photo because it was a picture of her on her knees, like presenting. I got to see if I can tail. find that photo and I'll post it in the show notes. Cause that was great. <laughs> yes. And so it's one of those, she accepted the defeat with class Yep. and I enjoyed my victories oh, with marshmallow yes, goodness. With marshmallowy goodness. <laughs> um, in 2010, <laughs> this one I remember cause confirming this one took forever, not as long as Winky's pub, but it was which characters have whips. And and we found so many characters with whips, but they were un. So, so we had to specify they have to have a name, they have to be doing something. Uh, the answer there were actually four at the time. It was Timothy Mouse, Indiana Jones, 
the pirate auctioneer, who's mm-hmm. no longer there as of, you know, a couple of days ago, and going to Captain EO, the two whip warriors. Oh, So I guess it'd be all... five, but yeah. Um, in 2011, uh, it was, uh, who are the supply experts? Love this one. The Band-Aid question. Oh, the infamous Band-Aid. We just happened to have gotten lucky, or unlucky. Well, really not lucky. And we ended up in first aid, where one of us needed a Band-Aid. Yep. And once again, this is how I gather questions, it's just by pure observation. I saw the Band-Aid, saw that supplier's name, and went, here's my question. And just because, once again, you just got to be lucky knowing I know where that answer is. Go to first aid, get the Band-Aid. I believe no one got that one either. No, no, no. that was, but but this was one of my favorite moments. I mean, we'll talk about this in memories, but one of my favorite moments was every year uh, at the end of the Disney Challenge during the award ceremony, before we announce the winners, we go over some of the harder questions and we announce where you could find them. The the answer is not important. It's where we got the, we got the information. And of course, the big one is always what's Johanna's nastiest question. And I mentioned that if you ever went to first aid and you had a Band-Aid and a girl screamed and she pulled out a Band-Aid <laughs> from her little, you know, scavenger hunt kit. Yes. And she goes, I have a Band-Aid from first aid. So that whole time she had to answer. She had the answer hands. with her yes. the entire time. I love stuff like that. But do you have the details of that one question that we did in DCA with the messenger? Um, that was in 2013. I do. <laughs> I do indeed. But I have to talk about the 2012 one because this is probably the one where everybody was like, you've got to be kidding me. That was, are you talking about the book? The book. What yeah. was Rex's favorite part of last <laughs> summer? <laughs> so we're, we're rounding, we're getting the last of our questions. And Johanna that year still had not had her nastiest question of the year written. So we're, we just happened to be in a bookstore looking around. It was exiting uh, it was light years. Yeah. Ride. Yeah. And you just grabbed a book that was a Toy Story book, opened it up to like some <laughs> random page and went, boom, there's my question. <laughs> and once again, even the crew members are like, no, you can't use that one. I'm like, I'm going to use it. I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're using that one. <laughs> it was just so off the wall. In 2013, when we debuted our, our Disney California Adventure Edition, <laughs> the question was, if you were to send a letter to Master John H.G. Moen, where would you send it to or what is his address? Something like that. And usually about here, there are crickets question? going on in everyone's brains yeah. going, what the heck? And we love ask, asking questions about like, what is someone's address? Because we'll find an envelope somewhere. But tell us how, how you got this one. Well, I'm not really sure how I got this one, but... In case you don't remember or you don't know, there are characters, not necessarily the like Mickey Minnie, but uh, Buena Vista characters. 1920s Buena yeah, Vista Street characters. Exactly. Um, there's like an, a lady carrying around her little puppy in her arms. And there is a messenger that carries packages in the back of her bike. <laughs> and I remember just staring at these packages and went, there's a question on here. <laughs> and so in order to get the answer, you first have to know is on the messenger. Happened to catch the messenger because she wasn't out. All, all the day, time now. And then pretty much wait and that she's still and find the answer because <laughs> she's, you know, she's biking along one of us the street. Or do what we did, get somebody to distract her while someone else <laughs> runs up behind her and takes a picture of her package before she notices you know, and runs off. And what's funny is that we would meet up with some of the groups and they're asking us some questions and we're giving them maybe, you know, some advice or clues and how many of them were standing right next to the messenger. <laughs> and we I'm, were taking pictures that year of people standing right next to the messenger and they and never got it. And I'm just waiting to see if they would stop the messenger and look on there. And I don't think anyone did. Nope. Yes. Nope. Nope. It wasn't until 2014 that we got cocky. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the reason I say we got cocky is because we actually made it 
a two-part question. Mm-hmm. And, and occasionally we do these bonus questions where you can get the answer to the question and then a bonus question. So it was six points for each. It was a 12-point Johanna's Hardest question. The question, and, and this was right around the time that you had just lost a whole bunch of weights. So you were all into health and you said, we're going to do a food challenge. It was what food item has the following ingredients and it was just a list of ingredients on the back of what turned out to be a La Victoria salsa bottle when we were eating at Rancho del Zocalo. So it was called Johanna's nastiest and healthiest question <laughs> of the year. And then we said like what's missing from this so it wasn't it didn't even have all the ingredients mm-hmm. and then it was like what was missing. Theoretically that should have been an impossible question. I think two or three teams actually got it right. Yeah, at that point, it was, it was, you can definitely see that the light was at the end of the tunnel. I yeah. knew, okay, <laughs> it was getting really difficult. Cause I, after the book question in Buzz Lightyear, I started What's realizing <laughs> I can't top that. <laughs> definitely. And uh, yeah, ever since then, you, will, you, you throw in more questions and they're almost always five-point well, questions now. I but... participate more, but more behind the scenes where I'll come up with a question or I'll kind of participate in one of our mini challenges. Yep. Where I'll be mean, it's just not necessarily labeled Johanna's hardest question. Yeah, exactly, and you actually uh, switched that and, and, and debuted a new uh, a new category, which we'll talk about uh, the following year. Um, but just going back to two thousand nine, we, we we debuted a category called "Where Did I Hear That," which was all audio questions. You, which you is would... ironic that I have a hearing loss. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, that wasn't yours necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, we debuted a question in two thousand ten, but we rarely used it. We used it a couple years. Um, I'm using it on this year's challenge, but slightly different. That's believe me, not a spoiler. Um, and it's called, who am I? Um, and it was basically, we would describe a character and you would have to, you'd have to say who it was, but for some reason we just didn't use that one. Um, in 2011, we debuted something huge and that was what was uh, Disney bingo. Yes. It was Love the this photo one. bingo. The, Johanna, this I, was your idea. I was <laughs> so. so proud of it because, you know, we always had a lot of teams, you know, returning teams competing every year. Yep. And, of course, we had the same crew members that you started seeing certain things on a regular basis. Yep. For example, uh, one of our crew members, even though we always got breakfast in the parks the day of the event, he was still <laughs> in our hotel that we stayed at, have to go to the Continental Breakfast, and he always picked up a donut, with, and he would dip it in dip Cheerios. It, in <laughs> it took me years for me to figure out. He did that. I thought the donut came with Cheerios <laughs> on it. I didn't realize this was a creation he created. So it first started off as Krugo, mm-hmm. Crew Mingo, where I would look at certain things that the crew would do every year, and I would make jokes about it. We'll just walk around and go, oh, Krugo. And then we started slowly incorporating certain event players. Like there's this one event player that I love her to death, but she was always late. <laughs> She'd be late to her own funeral. Let's just be right. honest here. And so we, could that, be a good thing. that would be Krugo as soon as she would buy a go Krugo. But then we decided, hey, this is really funny, but there are also things that happen in the park that you see all the time. But that are random. But they're random like Unfortunately, the first year we discovered taking pictures of kids, it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, we got an angry letter from a mom. After but that. one of the things that we did on Jingo was take a picture with a child in those bear harnesses that, with the leash, as I call <laughs> a leash. it. A child on a leash was, was, was the question. We got in trouble for that one. Yeah, um, oops. You can tell we're not parents. Yeah, I'll put that under things we've learned <laughs> over the years. And but so, yeah. Yeah, what it is now is that it's a, it's a bingo grid with your free space in the mm-hmm. middle. Well, what also happened was we started realizing, again, with technology, everyone has a phone with a camera yep. or they a bring deal. a camera. So we're like, why aren't we incorporating? They can now show us photos. 
Yep. And we, basically, that's how Jenga was formed. And I mean, as much as we got in trouble, that kid with a harness was one of my favorite questions. <laughs> we would do stuff like, okay, you can tell like a group on a field trip. Yep. Because they'd all be wearing matching t-shirts. Um, somebody in a scooter. <laughs> Someone in a in, in a t-shirt or sweatshirt from another theme park. Yes. And of course, there was, I think, one time, and I thought it was really, it was an easy question. It just made me laugh with a goth. And we did that <laughs> we did it on, on Bats Day. day. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, go for it, guys. It was perfect. So uh, every yeah. year, I love walking around the park and just kind of coming up with what can be a good dingo. Yep. And and dingo can be can be completely random things that we see. Like, you know, as, as I joke, like someone wearing a green hat or somebody mm-hmm. wearing Mickey, Mir- Mickey Mouse ears in this color. Um, and then others we've started incorporating. It's usually uh, – Pictures that are taken and submitted to me from our, our question gatherers, question hunters that I can't really come up with a question for, I turn it into a dingo. Yes. Like, hey, that's interesting. Uh, the one at California Adventure we did last year, which was two bees licking a beehive. It's, it's <laughs> just, you know, it's it just something we happen to see. So any really random things, I can't necessarily write a question about it. It becomes dingo. Yeah. Uh, that was a game changer. Oh, so many people love that one. It's a lot of points. It's it's well, if you if you add up everything, if you were to manage to get blackout, it's forty eight points. That's a lot. It, it 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 basically can can separate you know first to, to fifth place. Well, I think the way the point, the the grading counts as you get a certain amount of points for. Each one you get, yeah, you'll get a point for every one that you get. But then you get, you get more points if you actually get if a you dingo. get a, a, a dingo and or you know five in a row. Mm-hmm. And then if you black it out, you get extra points. And yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's it's awesome. It, like I said, it was a game changer. Well, what I think a lot of teams like about it too is that that's something that you can mostly probably do all day. It's not mm-hmm. like you have to wait till a certain time to do it, or you have to get on one particular area and do yep. it. It's just one of those observational. Yeah, you, fun you happen to see do. it. You, you go looking for it. Um, yeah, that was that was it. We 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 also attempted something else in 2011. Didn't work out so well in 2011. That was, of course, the monkey wrench. Oh, we got better at it. Well, we 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 yes. we, we brought it back in 2017. We made a big deal out of it. We learned our mistakes. We learned our mistakes. As, as, as we have an entire section that's coming up, calling you know things we've learned. Uh, the monkey wrench was basically this crazy idea we had that was going to screw up teams. Uh, preconceived strategies because one of the things you can do on the Disney challenge, we allow you to split up, Mm -hmm. but this monkey wrench was something that would throw a monkey wrench in your strategy because you had to stick together if you had it. And it was a matter of getting it back to the crew and this and that. And we'd had a prize at the end, but we didn't realize it was going to cause chaos at the end of the day where everyone was going to be fighting for it. Well, I think what happened was as all the teams were coming in to check, turn in their tests, there were teams lying in wait. They were like, you know, we didn't catch them. So all these teams yep. would just start ambushing each other. Yep. Yep. And yep. Was, we kind of looked at that and went, oh, our bad. Yes, indeed. Um, what debuted in 2012 is we started using Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Social media. Social media. We decided, hey, we, you know, let's start asking questions or having people post to Twitter. Uh, JT's maniacal monorail pillar question. That mm-hmm. one That one made its debut. Uh, also a, a category, another, only used it a couple times. It was called Missing Pages, where we would basically spell out an entire story and you'd have to say what was missing for like the, uh, the Tarzan treehouse walkthrough. Um, we did a matchup, uh, was something that came out in 2014, not done every year, but we, uh, we, we like to bring that one back. Um, 
just for those real computer geeks out there, we switched from publisher, Microsoft publisher to uh, uh, Apple pages in 2015 and eliminated the borders. We kind of made it a little bit cleaner. Uh, In 2015, JT started doing an electronic score sheet so we could start scoring the challenge a little bit faster and make it more accurate so we didn't have to add everything up with a calculator five times. I think that especially came in handy when it came to the infamous if we had a tie break. And that has definitely come in handy the last couple years because we have had ties and have had to use our secret bonus point tiebreaker. So, um, it, it, yeah, it basically, um, we, uh, we actually, because of that, we started adding scoring lines in 2015 because we're a little chaotic and we're not knowing where to put the score. Um, we retired our first team in 2015. I'm so proud of them. It was amazing. The laughing hyenas, uh, won three challenges and we had a rule that was, if you win three challenges, we never thought we'd see it happen. Uh, if you win three challenges, uh, you would have to retire. And the well, laughing... we gave a few options. If you retired, what you'd like to do? Yeah, and 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 they chose to join the crew, and yeah. and now they're they're an integral part of the crew. Well, Lindsay is fantastic when it comes to observation. Yes, she sees she things is. that nobody else sees, and she's our photographer now. Yep. And then we have Rick, who's an engineer, and he is fantastic when it comes to puzzles. He loves puzzles, so we started letting Rick write puzzles at but... the mini Disney challenge in 2015. But then we have the two other members who I'm so sorry, I'm blanking right now. <laughs> Karen on and Shelly. Thank you. <laughs> who's part of our beta test. Yep. And the Laughing Hyenas get together as a team and they go out and they beta test and and play the Disney Challenge to make sure that the questions are still there. Uh, They like to find out if there's alternate ways of answering things. So we we actually save ourselves a a whole lot. And, of course, then they they go through and and do Rick's puzzles. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of his puzzles, we we, we titled it The Laughing Hyenas Last Laugh. (laughs) Um, It was was a a challenge that they did. It was like a missing question that they could come up and find. Uh, It actually uh, evolved into what we now call bonus challenge. Um, Rick wrote the finish line puzzle that year and, um, it just, it, it, it just went on and on. I, I realized as I was going through all of the challenges, one of the little tiny changes was, uh, the, the complete the phrase as it's known now, it was originally called complete this phrase. I changed it for some reason in 2016. Oops. Uh, you know, um, we added video dingo yes. in 2016 at the mini Disney challenge. Well, once again, everybody now with their smartphones, you can start filming video. And then yeah. that of course gave way into video action questions, which debuted the following year. Well, we also love the, the bring this questions. We Almost every challenge, we have something where you have to find the event crew. And I think whether we tell you where we are or not. I think the one that kind of got us in the most amount of trouble was bring us a barf bag. I have that under crazy questions. I'm actually going into that right now. Okay. Yes. In 2013 at, at California Adventure, um, as we were writing the questions, we noticed every time we went on that, that Mickey's Fun Wheel. Dreaded if Fun you Wheel. Were in, yeah. If you were in one of the moving carts, there were barf bags there. So we're like, what an awesome thing to have them get. Because at this point, originally we used to give the teams a, a bank of money mm-hmm. and they would have to spend the money on the things that we'd ask for. So we'd ask them to buy like postcards or, or this yeah. hat or something like we that. We were really specific on what they had to spend the money exactly. on. That at exactly. At the end of the day... They had to count for every penny. We had we knew exactly how much they should have left yeah. and change. Because we didn't want them spending any of their own money. This, this of course, dated well, back to our youth group days. Going into our dingo, one of the questions we had was take a picture of a set of Mickey Mouse ears mm-hmm. with a crew member's name on there. <laughs> and so one of our teams figured out, oh, there's probably a secret bonus point if it's Johanna's name, because <laughs> Johanna's name is really rare. So what they did, what they bought 
a set of Mickey Mouse ears, had it embroidered, took a picture of that, and it's just like, okay, uh, that's kind of cheating, but that's brilliant. <laughs> We're going to give that to you. And I ended up with a set of Mickey Mouse yeah, ears. That's how you got your Mickey Mouse ears with your name on it. You know, I would normally we joke that we don't accept bribes, but that was a fantastic bribe. That, that year we did. <laughs> um, the, 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 the funniest part about the, the whole barf bag challenge is most teams didn't go on. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Mickey's fun wheel, they thought, let's go to first aid. You could probably get one there. And we actually heard like partway through the day, first aid stopped giving away barf bags. To I know teams. we were like, uh, they're like, no, you can't I'm have sh- one. I'm sure first aid, like, why is everyone getting sick? What the heck is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Um, back in 2001, this is when we talk about crazy questions and people ask, so, so what kind of questions do you have? I said, probably one of the most random questions we had was, was on the first challenge year. And the question was, what do the friendly ducks at Disneyland oh, say? Oh, my great question. <laughs> and then underneath it, it was an action question. Again, with that bank of money that we used to give them, we had them go to, at the time, at the Pieces of Eight store uh, next to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. You could actually customize your own piece of eight. But that thing worked like maybe very rare at the time. <laughs> and you would always end up with a spelling mistake. Yep. Oh, that was so frustrating. So they had to get it right. And it had to say, um, it, it had to say what what did the duck say or what do the ducks say? And they had to find us and give it to you. Well, very specifically to me. And I yep. would answer the question. You remember the answer? Wasn't it just like, hi, welcome to Disneyland. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that just came off of one of those random things that happened while we were gathering questions one day. Johanna saw a duck quacking and just said, she started, as, as I say, monologuing the duck. <laughs> and so the duck was just like, hi, welcome to Disneyland. Well, what I love about that is that it was a bring me question. Bring yep. me this question. So the following year, somebody else wanted it. Bring me this. And it was Rick who's like, I want to do this question. Bring me a churro. <laughs> Bring Rick a churro. You had to get a churro, find him. He had to eat the whole thing in front of you. And then he would mark your test or maybe we marked it on the score sheet yep. that – Now, he, he thought this would be just a great way to get some churro, free churros. He didn't realize how many he would have to eat. Yeah, after the fourth churro, he was over <laughs> churros, which is why I said – you know, that, that, that churro challenge, you might want to split that up on a couple of days. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, four churros is about the maximum one man. And Rick could eat some churros. But we also made it to the point we were walking around while he was just munching on the churros. So the team is <laughs> the just team had to follow following us. us. But kind of going into that one, one of our California Adventure questions was, I forgot what the name of the wilderness, uh, the Redwood Creek. Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. And there was some sort of motto that... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the motto was, but it was a particular motto. It was motto. a wilderness scout like, explorer or wilderness. Yeah, something that the wilderness explorer motto. And what it was with that, you had to find it and you had to say what the what the motto was. You had to recite the motto. And I remember we were over in Hollywood land or one of Vista street and Jody, one of the team, <laughs> comes by. She was in a scooter because um, she was just having problems with her knees or something. Finds it and goes, oh, I want to do that Redwood Creek motto. But she realized that she had split up from her team that it was one of her team members that had it. That had the motto and on And so them. she's trying to reach her team members. And we stood there for a few seconds. We're like, okay, we'll be nice. We're like, okay, we're going away. And she's like, no, 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 I almost got it. And, and it was just really funny watching this poor girl struggle to try to communicate with her team members. And we're like, eh. Well, the funniest part about that, that was at the time we used to carry around a one of those um, Nikon flips that oh my we can gosh. shoot video. Yes. Uh, and so we were shooting video of all the teams doing it. And we Compiled. It's actually still up on our YouTube page, the Wilderness Explorer well, because there, motto. There was a physical thing that you can do yeah, also. You had behind, to act it out. You had to act, so myself and Ty, <laughs> and people, this was before photobombing became cool. 
we would stand behind the team and nobody would notice it and we just start reenacting that you yep. know the, the moves behind them and so that was just really funny to see if we can get away and with didn't, that did, didn't we use jody like trying to call up her teammates as like part of the bloopers on that? <laughs> yeah that I was we did that was awesome I, I remember um we found out one year through melissa she was telling us that everything in tomorrowland is uh every plant that grows is sustainable and, and, edible. and edible so if you see something growing you can actually go and pick it and eat it and we found kumquats and we said oh my gosh we have to say bring us a kumquat mm-hmm. and teams had no idea where to get them they were just growing wildly and and they that was when we learned you don't want to bring something that can get smashed in a challenge pack yeah. <laughs> to, to the end um uh do you remember we did a bonus scavenger hunt in 2002 this was back in the youth group days uh they all turned in their packets at four o'clock and then we handed them an envelope that said, you have fun? Did you, have you not gotten enough? How about a bonus scavenger hunt? And it was worth like 25 points if they completed it. And we had them run from one end to the park. <laughs> they had to solve a clue. They had to run from like Main Street. They had to run all the way back to the Tomorrowland train station. They got someone else. One of our crew members was there with another clue. They had to solve that clue. From there, they had to run all the way to Critter Country. <laughs> Because you had to get the whole thing done like within an hour, and we had them run to three or four points. We made them as far apart as possible. Exhausted. Wasn't this also the year that it was so the hottest day of the year? Yes, it was so extremely hot. I think they're at this one team, which I love them to death. But they have a team member, not to say she was very innocent, but she was just a very sweet girl. (laughs) And on that day, apparently, and this blew my mind. She just belted out the biggest curse word <laughs> in the happiest place on earth when like, they realized they had left their challenge packet yeah. sitting on top of a trash can like so 30 when, minutes before when hearing that it was just like oh no we killed the team oh man yeah we've we've caused rivalries within teams themselves um we've had some we've had some nasty questions like we'd say like what what payphone has this number and then they'd have to go to every payphone and, and look it up um i remember one year we did a one point question just said what'd you have for lunch today Yep. And and it was it was it, it had it had like one point we they could write anything down and we would give it to them, but well, we just wanted to see. Wasn't there also a question on Indiana Jones where you just said how many skeletons there were? Uh, the very and first all year. it was was just answer it. Yeah, it was, it was like I didn't care answer. I didn't realize years later I found out that question actually has an answer. <laughs> There's one thousand nine hundred and ninety four skulls in mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. That co- corresponds with the year that it opened. That well, was something I didn't know. <laughs> I think what a lot of teams started realizing was, and they do it, and sometimes they're just really funny to read, is just answer every question. Just answer, yeah. Because maybe you'll just get lucky and it would be the right answer. Or it's just, again, <laughs> one of those, you'll get the points just for putting in an answer. And so sometimes you'll just hear it as for scoring the test. One of the people will just start chuckling, like, oh, they must have wrote something really yep. funny. Yeah. Yeah. When we're scoring it and somebody's like, oh, okay, everybody stop what you're doing. Listen to this. Uh, you know, when we talk about the warped sense of humor that we have, we had a question one year that says, do penguins like ice cream? Explain your answer. <laughs> I think you wrote this one. Sounds like me. And it was just because like, we, we saw a penguin eating ice cream on It's a Small World. And we're like, yes, they do. <laughs> and that's the, that's the answer. We had them one year find us. It says, the event crew likes to be entertained. Come do a portion of the Captain EO dance for us. And we had teams running up and finding us. And they were doing the Captain EO Michael Jackson dance. Um, one year we were writing a question. We were in Abraham Lincoln. 
could not stop laughing. We it was like it was worse than than when you start giggling on a Disney Channel podcast. <laughs> and and the question was what aroused Abraham Lincoln more than he has been, like as he has never been before. We we even wrote down like okay this is kind of a naughty question but and I, we were we were laughing so hard about that. One year we had the uh, the, the challengers trade a pin. Mm-hmm. We, we included a pen in their packet. They had to change it. Um, well, wasn't there one question that involved saying happy birthday or they had to they had to find us? No, I think that was a secret question. A secret bonus point. We yes. had you wearing a happy birthday pen. Just to see if anyone saw that pen. If just they said happy, happy birthday, birthday, they got a secret bonus point that <laughs> year. Yes. And we had a question one time that was written all in Arabesh. <laughs> it was in 2012, right after uh, Star Tours had just reopened. I think that was my question yeah, too. Yeah, it was just like it was like, what is the weather like on Cloud City or mm-hmm. so, something like that? Um, do you remember the Fruit Ninja Challenge? Oh my god, that's so funny! Over in in the Benjins, yep. on the second floor, they had like the Xbox 360 Connect. That's right, with the Connect video games, and one of the games with Fruit Ninja, which first started off as an app on your you know mobile phone or tablet. Where what it is is that there's falling fruit coming from the sky, and your job as ninja was to slice the fruit with your <laughs> mad ninja chopping skills before it would fall to the ground. Well, they have this on several of the screens, on um, the large screens and in, inventions, and so I you just go up and play for free. You play for free, but you had to get a certain score, and I it believe was, you had was, to take. It was our crew member Becca played, and she got a pretty good score. So he said, "You got to beat Becca." You got to beat Becca, <laughs> and I bit, it was so funny because one team, I think they spent forty five minutes <laughs> trying to beat trying this. to beat this, and it's like, oh, honey, it wasn't worth. It was that a many five points. point question. They spent forty five minutes. You should have moved on, and that kind of goes into another really cool challenge that we did in California Adventure, or sorry, Downtown Disney. In the ESPN zone. Mm-hmm. Love this one. That was one of my favorites. Where they had – how did you phrase the question? It was uh, – well, it was a bonus question that they got and they had to solve a puzzle that took them to a website. And the website was actually part of our Disney Challenge website, but it was slash bonus. And when they went to the bonus screen, it said, you are cordially invited to participate in the first ever skee-ball challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was basically between this time and this time, we're going to be at the top of the ESPN zone. You come up and you play around a skee-ball on us. And the team that scores the most points will get a big grand prize. <laughs> it was well, like I can't say it was a big grand, grand. But well, it was, it was, a, it was 25 bonus points. So well, it was that. And I think we gave a small little, like a bouncing ballers. We used the tickets. We used the tickets to buy prizes for, for, for the teams that, that placed well in that yeah. one. Yeah. But they also got some bonus points. Ah, uh, yes. Um, there, there was one year I was wearing, uh, I, I, I used to carry around my lanyard of pins and on my lanyard was all Mickey mouse pins, but I put a Ludwig von Drake or Ludwig von duck uh pin on it just to see if anyone would notice that that was a different pin and of course one of the questions on the challenge was um was uh what's what's the odd pin dave is wearing today i think the question it was crazy and i hated it hated this was it was one of the dingo uh picture picture picture, and it was take a picture of the event crew that they don't without see them it, noticing, without them noticing, <laughs> and I started realizing how like my anxiety went through the roof because I'm now on the lookout to try to find catch a team before they can take a picture, That's... and it got to the point where as soon as we would see somebody like any team or any team member, we just start all start pointing at them going. Team. team. Yes, JT started that one. <laughs> he started pointing out teams as soon as they see us, so we'd all catch them. And there was one team where they had the father. 
separated his job because he kept we kept seeing him <laughs> with the catch a picture of us off guard but then what's really funny going into another one at that point i told dave you are never again including me on a jingo <laughs> didn't say we didn't include didn't include another event <laughs> and that was was it take a picture of tony take a picture of tony and, and he had no idea that it was coming. All these people are coming up to him going, hey, Tony, can I get a picture of you? He's like, yeah. Sure. So he thought he was just being really cool. And Tony never raised a test ahead of time. That, that was, that was well, up until recently. Yeah, yeah, he was afraid suspicion. of being kidnapped and being held hostage to answer. So he would refuse to And to when answer. he didn't know what we did with using Twitter, with, we, we had tweeted his location. Yep. We were on Pirate Layer <laughs> or Tom Sawyer's Island. And we said, Tony's here. Find him. And in addition, I think what I had done is I tweeted the first team to find Tony, <laughs> he will buy you a round of mint juleps. And so, I mean, again, he didn't know this. He was very cool about it. <laughs> he did Luckily, buy. He did buy a round of mint juleps. It was for that a team, team of females. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, "I will buy these women a drink." Oh yeah, oh yeah. I that that was just man. It, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, one of the, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I've, I've got so many of these, but, um, you know, things that, the things that we've learned because of, because of the, because of mistakes we've made or, uh, Hey, wait, that was a really good idea. Um, over the years we've, we've learned that like, for example, subjective questions are Not a bad good. idea. <laughs> we used to, we used to do things like bring us as many autographs as you can, or we would give, we would tell them to color in a sheet and we would judge the best color one. As we started getting upwards of 15, 20, 25 teams, those subjective ones were just impossible. One year we had a, we had a, a secret bonus point. If you, if your test was in the best condition when mm -hmm. you returned it because most people destroy these things. Um, we've also learned over the years that cast members, love to lie. Yeah. Well, I think frontline cast members are pretty much taught. Don't ever say, I don't know. Yes. And if you don't know the answer, you have two options. You find out the answer or you lie or you just lie. And I have, I have on purpose asked cast members questions that are on the challenge just to see what their answers are. One year we had a question that was how deep is the rivers of America at its deepest point. Now, anyone who reads a book could tell you it's about six feet. You ask a cast member, they say, oh, it's about 600 feet at the deepest <laughs> point. <laughs> it was, it's crazy the things that they would say. Um, so we, we said, you know what? Hey, you can ask cast members questions. You, you definitely can't. You can't show them the challenge, but you can ask them questions. Just keep in mind, they lie. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and then, of course, we decided to step up our game and make the questions that are not something cast members would know. So we actually, we took out a lot of like the historical questions and the, and well, the stuff you would learn at Disney university. I think we try very hard as well. It's to create questions that you cannot look up on your phone. Right. Because we do not ban you from using your phone. Right. Like some of the other uh, scavenger hunts out there. You can't use your phone at all. Exactly. If you need to make a phone call on some of these scavenger hunts, they make you find one of their crew members and you have to make the phone call in front yeah. of them. We're not that mean. No, no, you can use it. But if you look something up, it's probably not going to be just the, the, the way that we write it. I even, I even sometimes Google certain questions that I write just to make sure it can't be answered. I mean, it just forced us as question gatherers to step up our game. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of made it more fun for us. Yeah. Um, we have learned that, uh, you know, sometimes there's more than one answer. Uh, you definitely need to be specific. Um, well, that's luckily now that we have beta testers. It's gotten better. Well, because we don't tell perfect. them, we don't tell them where to find things. Right. We want them to look at it with a fresh set of eyes, just as any team would. Yeah. 
And so, I mean, and the laughing hyenas are really good about like, Hey, it's, this is here. One of the questions on this challenge, they just beta tested it last week. And one of the questions I had, they found uh, a slight variation. So it just, just made me actually on two of the questions, they, they found variation. So I, I had to rewrite the question to make it more specific so that it could be answered in the way that we want it. Because the answer that's on the answer key is the answer that we're looking for. And we usually don't change our mind on that. Um, well, also things we learned as well. <laughs> I think that came back to haunt us on the last mini Disney challenge is check spelling <laughs> on our part. Oh, that was a couple mini challenges ago. Yes, I had edit and proofreading, um, reproofing the PDF so photos are in the right spot. Mm-hmm. But definitely, uh, like when I misspelled hammock. Yeah, you spelled it M A um M A M M O C minus the K. That was the Dinko question, and I believe it was Goofy laying in a Goofy hammock. Goofy laying in a hammock and And what one team did again when it comes to Dingo, we love creativity. Yes. And even though it wasn't exactly what we were envisioning, what they had found was they found keychains that had Goofy on them and they were Letter keychains. Letter keychains, and they spelled out hammock the way that we had spelled it. Spelled it M A M M O C. So at that point, I'm like, that is awesome. I will <laughs> be more than happy to give you credit for that. Yep. Um, but I was really more referring to uh, dwarves, Snow White and yes, the Seven Dwarves. Yes, the important, I have it on here. The importance of spelling dwarves correctly, because that was the first uh, clue in, in, this, in this crazy uh, last, uh, yes, last Disney challenge, last mini Disney challenge. We had a finish line clue and it couldn't be solved. We, Rick had looked it up and, and confirmed it with everybody and spelled dwarfs correctly, not realizing that Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs spelled it differently. And so uh, everybody was having a lot of trouble with that. We finally just gave everybody the answer. Yeah, at that point, we're like, our mistake. And yeah. sometimes that happens when it comes to our test is that there will be a mistake. And at that point, we just go, well, um, there'll be like something in the park that no one can answer. Uh, case in point, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I have that as my next one. Painting okay. over pirates. <laughs> well, do you want to go ahead and oh, tell us, specifics? tell us about it. This happened in 2010. Well, one of the pirates they painted as a new thing was it was given, there was a contest for annual pass holders and the prize was your likeness will be painted on the line queue when you're on walking along the wall, walking along the walls, walking <laughs> by the walking walls the and you had there at that person who won as a pirate and it was awesome. So we created a question based on that. Yeah. We said, who was the newest pirate to be added to the wall? Not realizing because our challenges are always held on Sundays that the Saturday before the <laughs> challenge, they painted over that darn pirate. Yeah. And so at that point we're like, well, no one gets it. And that's happened before. Yeah, where if we a ride pl- closes or, or something happened, a show closes, a, a place stops carrying a certain thing, a price changes. Mm-hmm. But that particular one, it, it just struck us because someone came up to us and said, yeah, we asked the cast member and they said they had just painted over it the day before. So we have thus, since 2010, anytime there's a screw up, we call it painting over a pirate. Well, I also applaud some teams. Yeah, there are mistakes like that. I think there was one question that was in a mini Disney challenge. That was something uh, that you had to find a particular brochure in the hotel because the Disneyland Hotel would always have that whole kiosk of other places mm-hmm. to visit. Yep. You had to find a particular brochure, pull it, and look for the answer. We didn't realize that particular they they were out of those brochures. Yep. However, one team got really smart, talked to a cast member, and found out that they had a notebook 
uh, brochures, <laughs> kind of like in those like plastic sleeves that you put baseball cards in. Yep. And so they were able to get the question based yep, off. Take of a picture of notebook. it and, and, and got it. Yeah. It's a, a again, creativity counts. And sometimes you got to kind of think outside the box for mm-hmm. the Disney challenge. Um, we, we definitely learned the importance of beta testing. Um, that that's, that's helped us tremendously. We learned, as we mentioned on Dingo, uh, not to take photos of kids. That's just not <laughs> proper. Again, yes, the, the, the two single, the, the people who don't have kids. Um, well, I think we're also, we're learning, um, cause this came up one year when it came to take a picture of something that was only answerable in the men's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that kind of on purpose. Well, some of the teams got really mad if they're, they're all, all female team where to me in my brain, what I'm thinking is get creative Ask, ask someone. someone. Ask the guy going, hey, we're doing a scavenger hunt. Do you mind going in there and looking for this for us? Yep. So really at that point, when it comes to this challenge, thinking outside of the box. Or outside the bathroom. Outside the bathroom. Exactly. We actually did one question one year. I remember it was, uh, what are the cards that are on the men's bathroom stall in the bathroom closest to Alice in Wonderland? Because there are like four stalls and there was like Ace King, you know, whatever the, whatever the cards were on, on the bathroom stalls. And that was like a four-point question. So then right underneath it, we said, okay, this is a, this is a you know, that was really sexist of us. There are some teams that have all girls. So what are all the all the ones in the girls' bathroom. We made that a five-point question. <laughs> so, right. Equal opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. We made up for it on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've learned, uh, we, we've definitely learned the, the, the importance of high-quality photos yes. and, and high-quality printing. You do spend a lot. I do. I. You know what? I used to, uh, I used to work for a company that had a nice printer um, and uh, they would allow me to print my Disney Challenge. I would pay them a little bit uh, for you know the ink and toner, but then I would go to print and the toner would be running out. And sometimes we print here and we print there and we've just had some problems with printing. So finally I said, you know what? I got to start paying for printing. And I found a printer, fortunately, out here in Santa Clarita. It's expensive because color copies are just outrageously expensive. But you know what? That's what that, that, that's what your money is going toward. Every dollar that, that you give us for the Disney Challenge, it goes right into the yes. Disney Challenge. Maybe we, not that year, but future years. We are, I mean, we always love to come back in and reinvest. Like you came up with those really cool stickers that you like to put. Yeah. On just again branding the Disney Challenge. Yeah, and yeah. and it's and it's all just just to make it more fun. Um, hey, th- th- this was a part I really had a lot of fun. Let's let's talk about some of our favorite memories fr- from the Disney Challenge. I, I know we've been running long, but this is you just want to go back down memory lane. I remember, um, and 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 we we talk a lot about our friend Moose. Uh, Moose unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Uh, so if by the way, if there's ever a question that references a Moose, that's just kind of our little, little homage, homage. <laughs> to, to to our cast member. I remember the year you and Melissa were riding in one of one of the, I think it was Mr. Toad's Wild, Wild ride, ride, like with Moose, and the entire time you were poking him, going. Well, he was sitting in the front seat. Oh, that we wouldn't have been sitting, Mr. Toad. I think it was Pinocchio. And he was, and we were sitting in the back. And the entire time, for some reason, we were really into this from The Simpsons. Is, <laughs> can we have a pool, Dad? So the entire time, we were poking Moose, just going, "Can we have a pool, Dad? Can we have a pool, Dad? Can we have a pool, Dad?" And I think finally, just ride. at the end, I finally screamed, "You're not my real dad!" <laughs> but speaking of rides, um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Melissa and I were on it, and you and somebody else were in a different, uh, in the buggy behind us. Yeah. And as we had gotten into the very end, when you are in hell, the ride stopped. (laughs) So me and Melissa being just as snarky as we can, just started screaming, help, help, we're in hell, we're in hell, help, help. And we just kept doing that. And so the cast member, I guess what happened was they were going to have to evacuate the ride. 
with the, the cast member came out. They took me and Melissa, and we exited to the exit. But then the rest of the uh, the riders all exited not through the exit, but they went through all the entire the ride through the back. back to the beginning. And so I think what happened was they heard us freaking out. Either one of the comments down or just shut us up. Got your hot fast. Got us out fast. Well, everybody else kind of got a little mini tour. Yep. So I'm a little jealous of that, but that was really funny. Yeah, that was because uh, I guess standard procedure is, is is you pick up one car, you go to the next car, you go to the next car, and you go from the back to the front. But they let you guys out. Then they picked me up, and and I, I might have been Tony with me, and we and and it was so cool because I'm standing there. I took so many photos <laughs> on the way all the way through with all the lights on. Um, speaking of, of of it's a small world again, we used to bring a video camera with us uh, before the days cell phones had video cameras, and we sat there with a the video camera, and it was in Snow White, and I turned to moose and i said narrate the entire ride but he had this really cool trick that he would do is he could he could speak in what we called bushman is, <laughs> yes. is, is he would he would talk with clicks he would like, <laughs> and, and so we said narrate the ride in bushman and we just filmed him and he just improv and went through the entire ride he was reacting to things mm-hmm. going on left and right that was one of the best videos ever it was it was hysterical uh speaking of videos do you remember um this was one of my favorite memories is, is filming in the video and actually just releasing it editing it the video the year we premiered uh the california adventure challenge oh my goodness yeah i'd love coming up with things like this we decided to do this really epic opening where we filmed in the esplanade it was myself you and tony walking in getting ready like we're gonna do a disney challenge you know tying our shoe getting our backpack on <laughs> and so we're walking in the esplanade and i forgot what song we used it was it, it was like it was like the theme to the terminator yeah just taking it very seriously and we walk and we're in the middle of the esplanade and then we pan we stop we stop and it, we pan the disneyland then we panned the California Adventure. I believe we panned again. We go back and forth and back and forth. And so we panned the California Adventure, and I believe we all just looked at each other, nodded our heads, and just started walking the California Adventure. Yep. And so that was our way of saying the challenge is changing. Yeah, and then and then it drops down from from the top. It said, you know, the California Adventure Challenge coming in 2013. And we started playing uh, um, California Girls by, by the Beach Boys. Exactly. So that oh, was, that was a fun. great way to introduce a new channel. You, you know what else was kind of goofy about that was was we didn't bring a fourth cameraman. It was just the three of us and a tripod. So we had all of these shots of us that we had to like turn on the camera, go get in. Okay. Okay. Now move. Do this. Everybody nod at the same time. All right. We had to walk away from the camera. So we just left our camera sitting there as we walked away from I always it. had the morbid fear that as we did that, one person would just walk just gonna by. Just going to steal our camera. Tap it and start running off. Yep. Um, uh, speaking of Tony, I, I, we would we, we tortured Tony so many times. We would send him in to get uh, questions from It's Tough to Be a Bug because neither one of us wanted to. Dave and questions. I absolutely hate that Can't show. Stand it. Well, I think another one that was really funny in California Adventure is when we had to gather questions in the Disney Junior show. Mm-hmm. And so typically, <laughs> what happens is that when you go on that show with kids, the kids sit on the floor, Indian style, in front of the stage, while the adults sit on like the little benches in the back. A few of them, yeah. Well, we all sat with the kids, and we're all just looking at each other, going, "This is one of the more awkward situations we've ever been in." But what was funnier about that was that when you had to confirm the question, you went to the park by yourself. By myself. <laughs> so here's one guy by himself sitting in the audience. Yeah, that's not creepy. Here's creepy Uncle Dave sitting in the back of Disney <laughs> Junior all by himself with a green notebook <laughs> yeah, taking notes. Taking notes. Oh, yeah. That was that was interesting to say the least. Well, also, what's really funny is when we gather questions, how sometimes we have to quote unquote get creative in terms of get, like 
in other words, breaking the law. We basically climbed over fences. We've opened gates we weren't supposed to open gates. Open doors we, we weren't supposed to open. Anything. It became a point where anytime we would see something with like a knob or a handle, we would just turn <laughs> just it. Just open it just to just see to, what's in there. Just to see. Oh, like there was that one sign that was in front where the op, where, in front of the plane in California Adventure next to yes. uh, soaring over California. <laughs> it's just we decided to see if it opened. And it opened. And it opened, and we got a question. Exactly. I think one time on the Monsters ride, I'm forgetting the name of the exact ride, Becca had climbed over the uh, the rails and kind of had to go behind a wall. Mm-hmm. And so we're all keeping watch. Hopefully she won't get in trouble. I, I remember one time, I, I mean, hanging Tony off of the edge of a train. Yes. Uh, we were on the, the Disneyland Railroad, and there was a bell that was down, like, in between two of the carts. And I, Tony's like, I'm going to get a question. So I'm like, I'll hang on to you. And he was hanging upside down, and I was holding on to his legs while he was writing a question or taking a picture. The ironic thing about it is we had to retire that question because – it, unfortunately, we couldn't <laughs> find it ever again after that. Um, yeah, well, we've gotten a little smarter because, you know, in the old heyday, we would, okay, you guys would write questions <laughs> in your little notebooks. Dave bought a notebook for everybody. I just refused to get into it. No pen and paper. I just make people, I point at people and go, write that question down. But luckily, with the technology of cameras and all that, it's now we can take pictures of the question, take a picture of where we got that yeah, question. And then figure out the question later. But there'll be time. There's this one question that Ginny wrote. Was it Ginny wrote that we were never able to confirm? I had that next. Okay. I know the question. Uh, yes. Uh, event crew member Ginny wrote it way back in sometime in two th- early 2000s. The question was, how much does Miss Amber charge for music lessons? And I... I almost distinctly remember seeing something like this where it was like a poster, uh, one of those old timey posters that was either on main street or frontier land or something. Ladies and gentlemen, we have scoured the park numerous times looking for this question. We have cornered Jenny and said, where did you write this question? She can't remember. I am going to say this right now. If anyone can find <laughs> not the answer to it, and, and this may be a historical thing because I have a feeling it's gone, but if anyone has a picture that says that, that that was basically where we got this question from, and you can show me the picture, the answer, and where it either is or was. I am willing to pay for your team's admission to the next Disney challenge. Whoa. That is a forty dollar value. I want to know the answer to this question. I want to know it exists. It's the only question we haven't been able to ever okay. answer. So I this is not, the one that has stumped I the had challenge. I have no idea crew. you're going to do that. I am doing it right now. I will pay for that. How much does Miss Amber charge for music lessons? It was somewhere in Disney. Land, and I'm saying it's either Main Street or Frontierland. Well, it's not just an up close picture of it because you can probably Photoshop something like that. Right, but yeah, we no, want to be able to look and go, we know where that is. Yeah, exactly, and possibly even find if it's if it's still in the park today. I'm going to be even more impressed. But oh man, just just so many interesting things. We we added uh, we started adding memes to the Disney California Adventure. Uh, like the most interesting man in the world keeps making appearances. <laughs> he does to this well, day. Wasn't that one? In specific to what he, what kind of beer he wanted? Well, yeah, it started off as a, with a Dos Equis question. Mm-hmm. Then it just it went on from there. It's just morphed from there. He's now gotten really weird. Um, uh, do you remember the, 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 the what became of Heimlich's Choo Choo Train and why we started calling it the Choo Choo Shoe? Charlie. It was, it was yes, Charlie the Unicorn. Uh, we had YouTube. all gotten hooked on the Charlie the Unicorn YouTube. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't. 
don't even start. Don't don't, don't go down that rabbit hole. It's, We're going to Candy Mountain, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, we actually wrote that as a question. Is as we use Charlie the Unicorn on one of them. But uh, one year uh, we all got on the tram, and one of us just started going, "It's the choo choo shoe, Charlie." <laughs> and so the entire tram ride, we're going chugga chugga choo choo, <laughs> and then it, and then the Heimlich's choo choo train became the choo choo shoe, and we were holding up our shoe. Yeah, it was all this weird stuff. Um, gathering questions in in Muppets. Uh, which which we had to retire so many of those questions when they closed Muppets. It, that was always my favorite because those were just the most bizarre questions imaginable. Um, this one uh, came back. Uh, I think Jeremiah talked about this on the podcast is is that we had a – Jeremiah is, is a crew member. He used to play – uh, and then, and then he he joined the crew, and he was only with us one or two years uh, in California before he moved to Florida. And one year he wasn't there, so we knew that his biggest pet peeve in the world were selfie sticks. Oh, they, oh, that's right. And yes. so we 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 had a, a question for Jeremiah, which was take a picture of someone in the park using a selfie stick back when they were not completely banned. And tweet it to Jeremiah and, and tag the Disney challenge. I think we wanted to see how long it would take for Jeremiah. <laughs> he was like, why is everyone tweeting this Because, yeah, of course we didn't tell Jeremiah. <laughs> so he's, you know, three hours ahead in Florida, all of a sudden getting tweeted all these pictures of people with selfie sticks going going nuts. He, 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 he told us on a... cool about it. Yeah, he told us on a, on a podcast, he said, he said I, I'm still getting pictures of, of selfie <laughs> sticks every now and then. Um, using the, uh, the, the hashtag SBP. Uh, started a number of years ago. I think JT started using it. No, it was Donald. Well, we started using it, and then Donald started answering everything using hashtag SBP, which Donald stands for Secret Bonus Points. Being on the team in Chandatiki. Yes. So if he's listening to this, hello. Yeah, thanks, Donald. Uh, it, it just kind of became a thing. We just we just hashtag everything SBP, and people would think, oh, there's Secret Bonus Points involved, and it's just it's just kind of become well, our our hashtag. Didn't we create a question based around yes, that? Yes, we he did. Didn't even <laughs> catch on. It was the it was the uh, interactive chalkboard in the Starbucks in downtown Disney during one of the mini challenges where they had to write their team name and they had to tweet it to us. Mm -hmm. And we said, if you write hashtag SBP on there, we were doing this for Donald that, that you would get secret bonus points. And of course he didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I remember one of the cool things was discovering whitewater snacks. Oh yeah. During the first mini Disney challenge, we're looking around California adventure and I didn't even realize there was a whole nother restaurant eatery back there. So that was that was interesting to talk about, you know, finding things. Well, I think we incorporated a question that you had to go back there. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, our last uh, finish line was was um, was Whitewater Snacks as well. But we've we've asked a lot of questions uh, back there. Um, one one of my favorite uh, memories comes back from uh, uh, Dingo. Uh, we had asked a question in California Adventure. It was, it was, uh, the, the, the dingo category was a man on the moon mm-hmm. and there was a picture in, it's not there anymore because with the changes over to, uh, Pixar Pier, but the, the, there's a, there's a shop that had a bunch of pictures of, um, circus sideshow acts. And one of them was like this tattooed man. Anyway, they had a photo that said man on the moon and it was, I forget what the photo was, but basically it was, that was like the only place you can find it. And Frank and weenies couldn't find it. They're getting frustrated. And they just decided that they were going to take a picture of one of them being us with, <laughs> with Frank from their team standing on top of the person being them. <laughs> and, and, and the only reason they didn't get points for that, because we said creativity counts and they definitely would have given points for that, except the one rule for 
dingo is unless it specifically says so your team can't be in the photo yes oh that kind of reminded me we had one team for dingo i think they had every single photo they were in it they were in almost almost all of them oh they killed me felt so bad read the rules people yeah um over the years we've we've written some questions and 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 had to retire them like the miss amber question um because either a we couldn't find them b they don't exist anymore um i'm I'm look i was looking back at some of the retired questions you remember there used to be a romance chart uh, you could pay for this romance chart that was it, was, it was in the Starcade and you would get like a printout. Two people would enter their names yes. and it would give you your star mm-hmm. cross. Yeah, we, we had that. Um, we retired this one question because we just realized probably no one's going to do it. It was get a lip print autograph from a Disney princess. Oh, that was I really wanted that one. I really wanted that one. But then we realized they, they probably have very strict rules and can't <laughs> do that. Um, we had one that just said bribe Dave with something. <laughs> Um, this one I had to retire cause I couldn't confirm it. It drove me crazy. But if you go on Casey jr, the ringmaster is undoubtedly Joe Rant. uh, Joe Rant. I, I can never pronounce his last name. Right. But he's the guy who does the voice of Heimlich in a bug's life. Ratzenberger. Uh, no, no, no. It was Joe Rant. Okay. Not, not John Ratzenberger. Um, He's the one who does that German voice and he was doing, it was pretty much Heimlich. So I'm like, that has to be Joe Ramp. So I'm asking cast member after cast member, we're going to city hall. I'm talking to the, one of the girls at Casey jr. And she says, hang on a second. She goes in the back, apparently in the back of every, uh, attraction, there is a secret book. They're not allowed to bring it out and show you, but it's pretty much the history and every question that could possibly be answered about that attraction um, is in this book. She went back and read through the book and came out and said, I can't confirm who did it because it, it wasn't even in, in their book. So at that point, I finally said, I got to retire this question. <laughs> um, we actually had a question. This was funny. There was a, a – um, uh, at D23 one year, I, I remember hearing a podcast of this particular uh, seminar, and it was uh, the, the the son of Don DeFore. And back in the early 50s, when Disney first opened, Walt Disney used to lease some of the shops and restaurants to uh, business owners. Mm-hmm. Don DeFore came in and opened up a restaurant that was called the Silver Banjo Barbecue. And uh, it was open from, uh, you know, it was open early 50s to the 60s. His son used to work there because if you were a business owner, you could have your family work there and it didn't interfere with like the labor laws. You didn't have to work for Disney. Um, So he worked there for several years. He, at one point when he was an adult, after it had closed, he made up a plaque that was all about Don DeFore's Silver Barbecue, Silver Banjo Barbecue, and he placed it where it used to be on the wall in Frontierland. And this plaque would be there for so long. The The funny thing is that we had seen the plaque and we just wrote a question about yes. it. I had no idea what the history of this plaque was till I heard this podcast years later. And it turns out that he would put up this plaque and it would be up there for several months until finally a security guard or cast member would, would take, take it, it down. down. And then he kept putting it back. And then eventually one day he found out – it was up for a very long time. He found out that in the Disney Standard Operating Procedure Manual for the custodians, they actually had a chapter in there about how to clean that Mm -hmm. particular plaque. Anyway, it's gone now. It hasn't returned. But uh, yeah, we had to retire that one. Uh, Just just not knowing. I have retired uh, questions like this several times. It was the multiple – how many clothespins are on a line? 
Um, well, well, they're at that big one on Big Thunder Big Thunder Railroad. Mountain, and and there was another one over by um, uh, Rivers of America because they they keep changing them. <laughs> well, like it's like window displays. Yeah. You know, for the most part, don't use the window displays. Well, no, window displays are used a lot because a lot of them stay forever. Well, some, but yeah, some like change. the ones on Main Street, but the ones that typically have merchandise. Yeah, those we change. know better. Those change all the time. The ones that are historical usually don't. I had a question one time that was I again another podcast I listened to. They were doing the audio. For for Star Tours and Star Tours broke down and there is an announcement that is made when Star Tours breaks down. I wanted to write a question about that. Never been on Star Tours when it's broken down or gone 101. So I've never been able to confirm it. So finally I said, ah, forget it. You had a question one time. This is the last one. I'm just going to bring up on this one. Uh, it was how many chicks dig the dog? Remember that one? <laughs> yes. That was, was going to be Johanna's hardest question of the year. I believe that was on a lithograph that you can purchase um, in one of the streets of Main Street where you can go to the kiosk and you can screen. You can kind of yep. swipe through all the different lithographs that you can buy. And there is this picture of Pluto just covered like all over him, all these baby chicks. 16. Yes. Because so, I had the answer. So that was my question was, you know, how, how many, many chicks, chicks dig the dog? dog? I wanted it to be that big. <laughs> but I think what happened was we it, it disappeared. Yeah, it was no it longer anymore. offered. I mean, we went to every kiosk. We were trying to ask about it. And yep. It's gone. Yeah. We had no idea how to look it up because you got to look, look up by artist oh. or by character. And We knew the answer. We just couldn't confirm yeah. it. Yeah. And confirming is, is, is definitely a big, a big part. One of the things we've learned. Um, oh man. So retired questions. Let's, let's just talk real quickly about the future of the Disney challenge. Um, not to spoil anything. Uh, it was actually kind of spoiled inadvertently. Uh, Johanna and I participate in a, um, in a, in a scavenger hunt called quest central and they do their, uh, challenge several times a year. And we have made really good friends with the people who run mm-hmm. quest central. And, uh, I, I approached them, um, last year and I asked them, I said, what would you, how, how would you feel about combining forces and doing a joint quest central Disney challenge scavenger hunt? Um, and, uh, we had talked about it and we're actually in the middle of planning it. Um, so I'm going to announce it here. We're going to announce it again and be more, a little bit more specific at the Disney challenge coming up in four weeks, but the next mini Disney challenge for 2017 will hopefully, if everything goes well, by the end of this month, it will be a combined, uh, we're going to combine forces with Quest Central. We're going to do a joint challenge so what's quest. What's going to make that one really interesting is while ours are based on questions that you can answer, you know, finding certain things, listening to certain things, yep. and each thing has a point value, Quest Central is all about logic puzzles. Yep. So we're going to have to get real creative with our you scoring. You have to pretty much, you're answering all these questions just to get to the question. Yep. And then once you get the question, you have to answer it. And it's almost more of an all or nothing Mm-hmm. challenge and there will mm-hmm. be multiple challenges and so i think that's going to be a monkey wrench it, it really is for and, the teams and, that are used to the way we yeah. do things and i have I, I have a couple of ideas uh we we'll, hopefully we'll be able to announce what the theme of it is and the theme will definitely make a lot of sense once you once you find out um of course i'm not going to say too much about this but i'm just going to say 2019 will be the 10-year anniversary of Epic. the disney challenge being open to the public so uh if you don't think we've been planning that one for the last year and a half. We have something really big planned for that one. That's going to be a whole lot of fun, but we're going to give more information about that way later. We've tossed around the idea of doing themed challenges. Um, maybe when Galaxy's Edge opens or... Do you want specifically or, there? For like, well, not, maybe not there, but we'll make like a Star Wars themed mm-hmm. or like we could do an Avengers themed one when, when Avengers land. I mean, you know, who Superhero knows? land. You keep Superhero messing land. that up. I want it to be Avengers <laughs> land, but Superhero land, yeah. Um, we've even talked about 
about doing other theme parks or, or, or even not just theme parks, but destinations mm -hmm. uh, for your birthday one year, we came up with a, it was basically like a Hollywood bingo that we were going to do. And we thought, hey, you know, we could probably put the Disney challenge brand on this and do something silly like that. So who knows the future is, is, you know, whatever, especially with the addition of the mini Disney challenge, it kind of opens us up to do things that are maybe a little, a little different. And, and you might start seeing some interesting things coming. Um, we asked some questions on, on our Facebook page. Actually, we opened up the question. We said, hey, we're recording this podcast. It's all about the history of the Disney Challenge. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Ask away. And we did get a few answers or a few questions. Thank you. Um, Liz Merquette asked, uh, how did you decide on the time of year and the day of the week for the challenge well, or why is it always that a was Sunday a trial and error. <laughs> Definitely more error than trial. Um, yeah. As we mentioned, the first two challenges were held in September and my thought was September was after Labor Day. Usually the parks would slow down, forgetting that September is the hottest month of the year and it was just miserable right. to do a challenge. So I was thinking, what is another good time of year? My, my qualifications are it has to be when things are open. And, and the other problem about September is they always would close Haunted Mansion. Yes. And they would actually bring a lot of things down for refurb. So my thing is I wanted the most amount of attractions to be open, but before the crowds got too bad in well, the middle of summer. You were also looking to see with that every annual pass can be used. There's no blockout yeah, dates. That, well, every, every except the, the one that doesn't allow you on any weekend. Mm -hmm. But as many different annual passes are allowed. And what we discovered was between Memorial Day and Father's Day, there's two or three Sundays that are available. So it either will take place the last Sunday in May or one of the first two Sundays in June. Sunday is just because uh, my work as, a, as an MC DJ uh, usually keeps me out on Saturdays. And so uh, Sundays just kind of became the preferable day. Uh, most most scavenger hunts take place on, on Sundays from, from what I understand. So um, it was just a little easier. I mean, a Saturday might be a little bit harder. Might be easier. Who knows? I mean, now I can control my own destiny. So, you know, who knows? But, but that's, that's the idea. It's not always June, sometimes May, but it's always between Memorial Day and Father's Day. Well, you're really good about announcing it as far as possible yes. so people can start planning and making accommodations around it. Yes, indeed. Uh, Steph Kelly asked, uh, any chance you'll do more than two a year? Just saying. <gasps> It was it was a Herculean effort just to get two a year. Nope, so no, 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 no. Don't nope, think nope. so. Uh, but as we mentioned, maybe maybe that maybe that one in the fall will kind of change direction mm -hmm. uh, in in the years to come. Uh, Johanna asked, uh, "Are we really doing a podcast tomorrow?" <laughs> so, and uh, our, our last question we got was David Merrill trying to be funny. Said, "What are the secret bonus points? Tell me." Well, we can give a slight, uh, not like a tip or you know something is. Our secret bonus points are really a lot of times based on accuracy and detail. Mm -hmm. And we tell you that every year. Exactly. Like we've said before. And don't always listen. Write things the way they appear. Yep. So we've given secret bonus points if something's written all in cap locked. Mm -hmm. If maybe if there's a number that is spelled numerically or you know alphabetically versus <laughs> numerically. I think there was one question where we gave secret bonus points if they actually use slash marks for the numbers yep. instead of just writing the number. Yep. I mean, just, just don't rush it. Yeah, that, write it the way you see yeah, it. Yeah, that and, and, and if you're paying attention and you've played multiple times, you know what some of the secret bonus points, even though we've never come out and said them, you know what they are. Well, it's like that team from Jingo that bought the set of Mickey Mouse ears with my name on it. They just <laughs> yeah, had a they, feeling they that, that my name would be the secret bonus point. So, yeah. so um, 
that kind of leads me into my next uh, little topic, and, and we're going to go over this real quick, but we want to say thank you, first of all, for listening. Yes. Um, we, we really appreciate it. This is, this is podcast number seven. I can't believe we oh, just started seven? this and we're already really? up to seven. Oh I know it's like soon we're going to be having so many of these. Um, we, we did this podcast with our, our immediate family of Disney Challenge participants in mind. And most of you who are going to be playing the Disney Challenge, if you're going to be playing this year, 2018, we want to reward you for listening to the Disney Challenge podcast. And we hope in the future, everybody's listening to the Disney Challenge podcast because it's fun. It's entertaining. And you actually like us, but we're going to give you guys something. And most of you think it might be a secret bonus point. It's actually not. We're going to do something that we've never done before. We are going to give you a free pass for any dingo question. Wow. So what this means on the dingo board, if you've played before, you know what it looks like. It's a bingo board. So it's a, it's a five by five grid. And except for the free space in the center, there are 24 questions of things you need to take pictures of throughout the day. Most teams are really good about this. There are some video questions on there as usual. What we're going to do is there's always at least one on there that you just can't find. Either yes. it's it's something that's random, you just don't see that day, or it's an impossible thing like bears licking a, a honeycomb or something <laughs> like that. So what we're going to do is this. If you are listening to the Disney Challenge podcast, please don't share this outside because then you're just giving away points Free and, points, that, and yes. that's stupid. If you take a picture of anything that resembles Mickey Mouse. So like the the three circles. Like or the hidden Mickey. A hidden Mickey yes. or, or, or a Mickey Mouse hat or, or Mickey Mouse himself. Anything that is Mickey Mouse because it has nothing to do with anything that's on the challenge. If you take it, and it has to be Mickey Mouse. So they can't <laughs> use the three circles that's actually on the Disney challenge. Our logo. Our logo does not count. Oh, well. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm taking it out. They could have gotten the, creative. Okay, fine. Yeah, I'm well, you can find Mickey Mouse at 100,000 places in the park. <laughs> take a picture of Mickey Mouse and when you get to the finish line and you're going through Dingo with the with with the person, and all of us will know this on the event crew. Is show that picture and say, "I want it to count for this." I listen to the podcast or something along those lines, and we will give you the point. Now, it's typically one point if you get it, but if you're strategic and you've gotten four in a row, then use that could be that, use it for that particular one. You can get extra points, or if you get twenty three out of the twenty four, boom, you just got blackout and scored yourself some extra points. So that could end up being very valuable to you. So we wanted to give that to you guys. As a gift. If if you're not already registered for the Disney Challenge, now's the time. You Why have, not? Yeah. Yeah. You go to thedisneychallenge.com, click register a team. Please make sure if you've never played before that you read the rules. There's a click on there that says read this first, and it's all the rules to make sure you're getting everything correctly. And then follow the instructions. There is a two-part uh, way to register your team. You have to submit, and then you have to go to PayPal to, to pay us. But it's all there. It's all explained. And if you can't figure out... Uh, the instructions on there, you're probably not going to do very well at the Disney Challenge. <laughs> um, you have up until Friday, May 25th at midnight to register your team. And, of course, the Disney Challenge 2018 is going to be played on Sunday, June 10th. Um, and this and particular one is at Disneyland. It is at Disneyland. It's back to its original. Of course, you can stay up to date with the Disney Challenge by following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Disney Challenge. You can take care of you can pay attention to our, our shenanigans of the podcast anytime we're out about in the park and doing something silly on instagram uh at the disney challenge and of course everything is usually followed and tweeted over on twitter at disney challenge so that's it for our show yeah. today i know it's it's been a long podcast but you know what there's a lot of stuff we've we've many 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 years of, of disney challenge we hope you guys have enjoyed this if you have any questions um 
comments, favorite memories that you'd like to share with us, we would love for you to share them. Go to the DisneyChallenge.com and underneath the podcast, submit a question, submit a, a, a memory, a favorite uh, thing, or just your, your favorite challenge, your favorite question, anything like that. Uh, whatever you want to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. So I'm going to sign off now because my voice is getting hoarse and Dino Cat is probably just about to break the door down. She has, he hasn't made too much noise, he's but been behaving. he's been pretty good today. I've heard him a couple times, but uh, for the Disney Challenge podcast, my name is Dave. And I'm Chahana. And may your churro be warm, and your pineapple dough whip be cold, and may your day be sprinkled with Disney magic. Good night, everybody. Bye.